This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. If you thought these guys spent every waking hour of their lives doing manly things like watching sports while yelling at their TVs, shaving with straight razors, and revving their V8 truck engines, well, yeah, think again. It's time for Mackie and Judd to turn in their man cards. This is Rom-Com Rewind. Obviously, this is very manly. And we have breaking... Mackie and Judd movie review news. Breaking news. As of this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend, 2023, we now have all 87 movie reviews that we have done dating back to the 2020, like March, April 2020, all available in one podcast feed. Movie reviews with Mackie and Judd, Apple, Spotify, I believe soon on scorenorth.com. But you can go binge because people, it's funny because like a lot of people maybe have discovered our regular show or Purple Daily over the last couple of years. And then they stumble into the movie reviews and they say, you guys should do this movie. Like we actually, we actually did that one three years ago. You can go binge all of them dating back all 87 action movie rewinds, rom-com rewinds, sports movie rewinds. And if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on the movie reviews with Mackie and Judd podcast feeds you can help spread the word about this uh delicious content that we put out every week <laughs> so are you guys ready for a deep dive into a movie that neither one of you had ever seen start to finish before the notebook 2004 very ready for this oh. yep yep i am ready and uh i'm i was actually surprised by my re- reaction to a large part of this film so okay let's get to it so we'll get to we'll, we'll go through sort of the movie summary and some production notes, and then we'll get to our opinions and statements about this movie. And for rom-com rewinds, we also have a couple categories at the end where we rank some of the, the different things. So here's the summary, boys. In 1940s South Carolina, mill worker Noah Calhoun, played by Ryan Gosling, and rich girl Allie, played by Rachel McAdams, are desperately in love. But her parents don't approve. When Noah goes off to serve in World War II, it seems to mark the end of their love affair. In the interim, Allie becomes involved with another man, played by James Marsden. But when Noah returns to their small town years later, on the cusp of Allie's marriage, it soon becomes clear that their romance is anything but over. 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the critics' consensus from Rotten Tomatoes. It's hard not to admire its unabashed sentimentality but the notebook is too clumsily manipulative to rise above its melodramatic cliches. 
$29 million budget turned into $118 million at the box office. Uh, yep. And and record-breaking DVD sales. In fact, Declan, didn't you watch this I watched on DVD? This on DVD. My uh, fiance <laughs> had it in her parents' house. She has a whole rack of DVD. Like, I'm talking hundreds of DVDs. Oh, they, do they still have the display rack of DVDs? Yeah, it's. A, I would say it's more like a bookshelf. It's not like the classic, like, you know, rack of DVDs, but it's like a bookshelf of all DVDs. And when, you know, we're going through this internet kerfuffle, I was like, what are we going to do here? And she's like, oh, yeah. I have this on DVD. It's one of my favorite movies. And she has actually said she has been waiting of all the previous boyfriends and now her only fiance, knock on wood, that she's always wanted to watch this movie with her significant other, and I was the first one to get to do it. Wow. It's one of her favorite movies of all time. Wow. Okay, before I continue with some of the, the movie notes here, any tears? She cried any four tears. times. I welt up at the end. How can you not get a little uh, emotional uh, I mean, toward the end, man? I'm going to save it for my first statement, okay. but, but yes. um. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 she cried, I think, four different times. I moved, we were on separate couches to start this movie, and I even sent a picture to Phil. Vinny, like, confiscated four pillows on the, on the other side of the couch, so there was no room for Dex tweets. And then, like, about three-fourths of the movie, I went over and sat by her, and she's like, why are you going to sit next to me at the most climactic and emotional part of this entire movie? Like I'm here that. to support, here yeah. to support trying. you. Yeah. I'm trying. Sorry, honey, yeah. Yep. Okay, this movie starred Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, the legendary James Gardner, uh, James Garner, Love James it. Mardson in this movie, and Kevin Connolly. Love you. Right, this is a nice little run for Kevin yeah, Connolly. Entourage. I, I got a statement Me about too. him, too, in this. Me okay. too. Some production notes before we get to our statements. To prepare for the part, Ryan Gosling temporarily moved to Charleston, South Carolina prior to filming. Method actor. During his two months there, he rode the Ashley River and made furniture. <laughs> a nationwide search was conducted to find the right actress to play Allie. Actresses who auditioned for the role included Jessica Biel, Ashley Judd, Reese Witherspoon, and Britney Spears. Thank God. Rachel McAdams was ultimately cast. Mm-hmm. The script caught the attention of director Steven Spielberg in 1998, who wished the film... Um, who wished to film the movie with Tom Cruise as Noah Calhoun. Mm-hmm. And then his schedule got wonky, so that so it got passed on to a different director. And then early in development, George Clooney was going to play Noah with Paul Newman as the older Noah. <laughs> that would have been great. But after, but after Clooney watched some Paul Newman movies, he went up to Paul and said, oh, we don't look enough alike <laughs> to pull this off. Although, man, like Clooney and Paul Newman, that, that would be a great duo right there, dude. That is awesome. I, I don't know. I almost feel like, yeah, it's hard in retrospect now, but I almost feel like you needed someone. George Clooney looked like a man in, in 2000. Yeah. Right? He was already on ER. You needed yeah. like a boyish charm. Yeah. And Gosling at, Gosling at that point in time was, was not a, a breakout star yet. So no, no he was, uh, yeah, remember the Titans, but he wasn't one of the main stars. Right. The director wanted someone unknown and quote, not handsome to portray Noah. He That's therefore cast Ryan Gosling in the role. That's my favorite part, but he's not really. You, you know what? He he hadn't become sort of chiseled yet. No, he was definitely not the jacked up, yep. crazy, stupid love version of Ryan Gosling. Yep, exactly. McAdams had a relationship with her Notebook co-star Ryan Gosling from 2005 through 2007. So this mm-hmm. movie sparked a three-year romance between these two mm-hmm. in real but, life. But 
it might be in your notes where they hated each other during the filming of this. Oh, I did not. I and Gosling actually at one point said, can you get someone else to read lines with me? Because she, so, so he's like a method actor, right? So like, he's like big into the method and she, she was young, but she's good too. So yeah. she, they did not get along at all and got into screaming matches. And at one point the, the director finally said, you two are going to sit in a room and work this out. I wonder if he was method acting because that, that's what their relationship was, too, right? I was just about to say that. It's going to take some work. It's going to be yep. hard. Yep. So, okay, and then one more thing for you guys here, that this was this was the middle of an incredible run of movies for Rachel McAdams that oh, yeah. put her on the map as one of the oh, biggest actresses in the, in the world. Mean Girls, The Notebook, and Wedding Crashers. Bang, yep. bang, bang, all within a year and a half. Mean Girls is still one of my favorites. Family of all Stone time. was that. in that era too, and that's like my favorite Christmas cry movie of of all time. Not oh, yeah. not just Christmas, just my favorite cry movie of all time. Yeah. Then she's you know she's she might be knocking on the door of Mount Rushmore of of uh, rom com or or romantic movie actresses. She was also in The Vow mm-hmm. with what's his name from uh, Channing Tatum. Yep, and then in a couple other movies too. So. All right, so with that, let's unleash a few rounds of statements about this movie. We'll go around the room, Judd, me, Declan. Let's go Judd, Declan, me, actually. Okay. okay. Judd, you go ahead. You go first. My first statement is this. So I'm, I'm going to go. There we go. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to go right for the heart of this film. Because when I told Dawn that I, I was assigned to watch this film, she's like, oh, no, don't watch it. You cannot. You're, they're, they're, they're spoofing you. They're clowning you because you are going to cry so hard. Now, I am a guy who starts crying. I've got a, in It's a Wonderful Life, I have like a part where I start to cry and I don't stop till it's done, okay? So Don's like, you're going to be a mess. You are going to be, like th- this year, okay. Christmas Eve, I literally stood in front of the TV and was sobbing from like a certain point oh, of It's God. a Wonderful Life to the end. And I'm proud of that. Like I, I Toy Story I have, 3 is like Toy that. Toy Story 3, huge crier. I have. Oh, the end of Toy Story that, 3 killed me. Literally. When, well, was, then there's the part where the toys are in the incinerator and they think they're all going to die. That I one, mean, come on. That man. one affected but me more gives, than the last thing. But when he gives the toys to the little girl and he's like, I hear, oh my God. Gives I was like, toys away, man. I was the music. Oh. So anyway, <clears throat> she's like, you can't watch this. And so then she said, okay, if you're going to watch it, you got to watch it with me. So I'm like, okay. So Sunday we watch this film. And my statement is this I didn't come close to crying. Until the very end, which I did cry at, with Garner and and uh, his wife dying, and at the end I cry. There was nothing about the McAdams Gosling stuff that even caused me to missed up. Which part specifically toward the end was it? Was it when when they the, were like? In a, by the way, there's a delete. I don't know what version you saw, but there are some deleted scenes depending on the version. At the very end. There's no, I saw the very end where they Netflix, are actually dead in the Netflix, bed together. Okay, Netflix chopped that, but I I uh, rented this for four bucks, so I got the I got them b- being dead. I started to tear up when when they're in the courtyard of the home, and the kids come and they they, they basically say these are his kids, but not yours. And you're like, yeah, that 
the story was not hard to deduct. Okay. Um, and then the kids are like, dad, just come home. Mom doesn't know us. She doesn't know you. And he's like, wherever you're mom Dude, they your had mom her in is. a cage at one point. What kind of, I'm, what kind of I'm like home. senior living situation but anyway, puts people in cages? Long story short, I was hoping to cry for some of the Gosling McAdams stuff. And I never did. So the, and I am a huge Garner fan. I am a, James Garner is one of my favorites. So I did cry there. I, but I expected, cause like a good cry is great. I expected to purge more, and I really didn't purge nearly as much as I was promised. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So Judd's uh, emotionless Judd enjoying well, this movie for the first time. No, the time. Garner stuff at the end I did, but I, I thought I thought some of the kids stuff would cause me to cry a little bit, and I didn't even come close. Okay. okay. Dex, what about what's your first right. Um So I, I did not cry, shockingly. I, I, am, I can cry at a lot of different scenes in movies. Um and obviously the things, you know, and I, all of us ha- are in the club, like, I think dead parents are the things that probably, you know, trigger my, like, emotional stuff at movies. But in terms of, like, romantic things like, like this, I don't cry, but I, I do obviously feel a lot of different emotions. Uh, so my statement was, that was the heaviest ending I have ever seen in a movie. Dude, it is nuts when... The, when Sheik snaps into it for five minutes, yes. and, then, and then he is like, then that, she goes away... That scene oh, alone, it's beautiful. That yeah. scene alone, where she has to be subdued and he is just weeping, and clearly you deduct that he does this probably every single day for maybe yep. maybe the ninety. You know, he says, "Well, last time we only got five minutes." He does this for maybe what every day to read this book, to hopefully get one minute of of her and him together that they remember with his dementia, with her dementia, and just those last fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. Um, from that scene, and yeah, I had the the DVD included them going to bed together, and then the nurse wakes up to find that they're both gone. Um, just that last ten to fifteen minutes was some of the heaviest things I have ever experienced and watched in a movie that I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, it was, it was like... great. Production note: there is a scene; it got cut explaining the book. Yeah, the notebook is Kelsey explained. Is. But they basically decided it didn't help the the film, right. which was which was long. So they they cut the scene out. So we don't know how it was created, and they decided we didn't need to know that. So uh, Kelsey loves Jordan Sparks, who's the author of the actual book. I believe the of like thousands of books like this. Um, and in the book, uh, they claim that they are he has actually cancer. I believe in the book, so he has like heart issues in the movie. Um, but he has he has cancer in the book. And instead of them dying together, uh, you're assuming they die together. There's a sequel to the notebook. I believe it's called The Wedding. And in The Wedding, you learn that one of the kids is getting married and he is still alive and she has passed on. Oh. So it's okay. completely so like different. Alternate... Yes, it's oh. completely different. Oh, I like this I don't know if I just spoiled uh, the entire vibe of this movie, but I learned that afterwards from no. my fiance Good. who told me okay. that. All right. My first statement's going to be a hot take. All right. I think I know where you're going to go. Allie made a mistake. She should have married Lon instead. Dude, he wasn't even unlikable. You, you thought when you're watching this movie, you're like, oh, it's going to be the snobby rich guy, right, that she's going to find. He's charming. He's funny. He is rich. He's self-aware. Because he even goes through, when he proposes to her at that ball or whatever it was, the, you know, the jazz band playing, he even makes, he's like, you know, I am, I am exactly. And he says it in kind of a fun, tongue-in-cheek way. I am exactly what your parents want you to marry. And you're having a hard time with that because it would end your rebelliousness against your parents. 
He's, it's like the end of Eight Mile where he's giving her the I know everything you have to say about me. And then she winds up, I mean, my God, like if your fiance or your wife calls you and says or steps into your office or whatever and says, hey, honey. Yeah. Cryptically, by the way, with tears in her eyes and says, quote, I need to get away for a bit and take care of a few things. Yeah. And then leaves and doesn't respond to your phone calls or anything. Yes. And, like, the level of patience that Lon showed throughout this whole ridiculous saga. Dude, she made a huge mistake by not marrying Lon. That's my take. His recovery, too, is one of the most remarkable recoveries. in this. I mean, the man is in a full body cast. And the next time you see him, he's like, yeah, what's going on? I'm back. I'm back. Lon's back. And how disrespectful of her. She looks over, and she recognized him. Yeah. And she wouldn't even give him the time of day until he asks her something. The yeah. level of emotional well, maturity well, from that's her game. That's compared her game. to Allie. Here, but, She's a hard-to-get gal. She's not going to, ne- yes. Next statement. She needs therapy, quite frankly. Yep. Is what... We'll follow yours per- perfectly. <laughs> Flat out, Allie ain't a good person. <laughs> oh, Allie is not right. a good person. She's no, manipulative. She is, she is thoughtless. She is, and, and, and look. Might I add? Terrible yep. driver. Allie is a terrible driver. She crashes into the fence at one point. She almost gets into a head-on collision yeah, right. down that country road. You're right. Good point. Yeah. You figure it out. But she's not a good person. I mean, she strings along Lon. She strings she strings along Noah at times. Now, now it does make sense because her parents are despicable, too. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact is, she is not like R- Rachel McAdams is incredibly cute. And, and at times, her characters have been sweet, and at times, they're, they're not. But, and I feel like you were supposed to think this person that she was playing in Allie was sweet. She is not a good person. She is, dare I say it, conniving. Dude, she's, like, physically violent. She was at one point, and they fight, you know, whatever. But she was, like, punching him and stuff. Yep. And, and at the end of the day, so she's got her choice between, the, again, this stand-up, Mature, good-looking, well-off, put-together, patient, self-deprecating guy, Lon. Who recovered from nearly being dead. Right. He's got life perspective. I don't. At, at no point did the movie even attempt to paint him as like a sleazy, bad, rich guy, which, you know, if, if you look at yep. some of the other tropes, like uh, the movie Titanic, right? You're choosing between, what's her name, is choosing between Leonardo DiCaprio, who's kind of the scrappy Ryan Gosling figure, and then her rich, snobby fiance, who's just an ass. And, you're, and the movie's making it very clear. She could be with the rich guy, but he's insufferable. The rich guy in this movie is not insufferable. Dude, Ryan Gosling is a schlep. He's unkept. He's cantankerous. He's kind of a loser. He's just kind of desperately, he's going to build the house the way that Allie but wants you know, it in hopes that she comes back someday. It's like, but what, you know what's why, weird why about that? choosing Lon over this guy? But you know what's weird about that? Noah is a schlep who at times is portrayed, probably rightfully so, as having a bad temper. But his patience with her doesn't always make sense. Well, he was patient for like seven years, right? Well, but 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 I mean, she'll be screaming and yelling and he's just his his character actually to me didn't track well. Hers hers did track. I just didn't like her. But his character at times, because he'd be incredibly patient with her and patient about things. And then the next thing, he'd be like throwing a chair off a deck. He was so mad about something. It's like, so who is this character? The other thing, too, and just in terms of comparing, well, so 
one of the scenes where Allie comes to the realization that maybe I'm leading the wrong life, right? Maybe I'm with the wrong person. And she says to Lon, I used to paint. I don't paint anymore. And she's realizing, like, I'm just becoming a different person. And he goes, yes. you should paint. Yes. He's like, I love you. You should, let's, let, you should absolutely paint, you know? I'm not stopping you from painting. I'm not telling you to be someone you're not. You should go paint. But maybe he needed to go the extra step that uh, Noah went and actually devote a oh, painting room for her, even though she doesn't I'm live with you. there. Anyways, all right, Dex. All right, we'll, we'll continue down this road. Uh, my statement is James Martin is shockingly okay with this decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, just yes. really yes. okay with this. And I, here's where I'm at, because part of me is like, well, shouldn't you want to fight for her more and be way more upset at Noah and all this stuff? Because, yeah, your your now fiancé has been cheating on you and she's gone back to her first love and all this stuff. But then I'm also like, to your point of like, well, you know what? Maybe this dude's just a really good human being. And he just, he and, and he just, and he was like, all right, if I can't have you for myself, then it's not worth having you, which is like an incredible, humble way to, he says, I can do three things. I could shoot him and kill him. I could beat him up, but that beat won't, that won't, that won't help anything. <laughs> or I'll just, I'll, I won't be able to have you because you're in love with somebody else. He is shockingly okay with this decision, and it also what would you blows do if, my if you're mind. him, like, is there another option? I mean, obviously, shooting him well, doesn't he, seem like. So what made no sense, though, is she literally disappears. She stops returning his calls. She's clearly not at her ho- hotel because he's calling it, okay? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, like, go check for, for, as far as I could tell from the film, for, like, four days. Because he's a, well, like he's, he's finally he's being, on his he's way. He's being patient, giving her space. But no yeah, man has that type of do. patience. If if you love somebody, if you love somebody, I'm not saying that you do something stupid, but you're proactive. So what would you have Don said to you cryptically and said, hey, I uh, I would have been much more proactive. I just, I just need to get away for a little while and handle yeah. some things. So I'll just be back when I'm back. Would you just be like, okay. At or that you, age, would... no. At that age, no way. Now, I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah, bye. Cool. I'd be like, okay, have fun in Iowa. We'll see you later. Hey, Snow, let's go watch some sports. But but, that, but this is 30 years of marriage. But I'm talking about at that age, I mean, you guys, you know, when you're 22, 23 in love, and then she just and, – and I'm not saying it's going to work out, okay? So I'm yeah. not saying that you do something stupid. But aren't you more proactive in, in like, being like, wait, 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 wait. Well, What's wrong? What's yes, wrong? You're but, just going to leave? But I think I, I have learned, you know, when you're in your late teens, early 20s, sometimes the worst thing you can do is be too proactive or yep. be too smothering or too, what are you doing? Sure. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you're weird, needy, and clingy. And so mm-hmm. maybe Lon, Lon, is, you know, Lon knows he has options. He's well, that's okay. He's so he's not Lon. that. He's so he's really options. not that in love. He's just like but I like no, you. He's, he's doing the right. He's giving his gal some space. Hey, listen, now, if you need to clear your head, if she this abuses is a big him decision. like a schlep. Yeah, well, like she she, did, she told on herself. It was the best thing that could have happened to Lon. I'd love a oh, sequel. Twenty years later, I need a sequel. I want to know what happened with Lon. He probably found a much better, more loving, caring, he dare I say, stable ter- situation. He probably died of those terrible. Injuries he suffered in WW2. <laughs> yeah, he's got a peg. Hey, I'm now. back. I'm but weren't you in a body cast like a week ago? All right, back to back to Judd. Okay, all right. On to Kevin Connolly's. Let's do it. Character, okay. I have always been, and this time I've decided to come up with a solution, okay? So when this 
franchise started. And as you said, they're all available now, probably for the first year or so. You can hear me bitching about length of the film and, and runtime, and you could have cut it. Um, and I would always say I could find ways to cut it, but I feel now I didn't come with solutions, okay? Kevin Connolly's character. Ben. Why, why as a whole, and by the way, he's fine. There's not a rip on him. Why as a whole did they even bother with the war scene where he dies? Because it is the quickest... Well, you needed um, to know. I think once I think you needed but, to know why he wasn't part of the rest of the movie. Right? I agree with that. But what you could have done was just when he was done with his initial parts and in acting, said, "Kevin, thank you very much. You're done. We're going to kill you, and we'll tell people we killed you." The scene. It's almost like a spoof. They scene. did, but they did tell people that they killed him visually. That's yeah. what happened. I know. But what I'm saying, we didn't need the scene. It was almost <laughs> like a comedy. It was so quick. Like he just like, and and first of all, Ryan Gosling's character. Noah, who's right there, he's fine. Like, he's just like, oh, and he looks at Conley, his best friend, laying there, dying in the snow, and he's just sort of like, eh. And then that's the end his, of the scene. I will it's say, a I bad his, scene. His reaction makes was, no sense. His reaction was very meh to his best friend dying. The scene was, the scene of, was meh. Why did the, we need the scene? Because, well, you needed the scene for, for, well, the main reason you needed the scene was just to put Noah through some adversity. Yeah. You needed, <laughs> we, you needed to know that Noah was down and out, depressed. He lost his gal. He lost his best friend. And now he's going to focus in on his one mission, which is I'm going to rebuild this house. My life is in shambles. I'm going to I'm going to lean into the thing that I know, and I'm going to rebuild this house. I would that argue was it, the trope. I would argue it made it worse when his best friend is dead, and he looks at him dead <laughs> in the snow and goes, nah. And then the next scene is he comes home to his dad, which which is the only scene that you and need. And then his dad dies. Like that, they're trying to stack right. up. But his I'm saying, life is a series okay. of tragedies, and that's what they I understand that. All I'm saying is we didn't need the visual of, like, 10 seconds in the snow. He could have just come home to his dad and been crying about his How best friend How would you have told dead. the audience? I would have had him come home. But I wouldn't have shown him. I wouldn't have shown but how would you have told the audience that Finn died? What's your alternative? Because he would have come home upset to his dad, and his dad would have said, I'm so sorry about Finn and giving him a hug, and then we could have got through it. I just thought the scene was a complete waste of time. It, they did it in 10 seconds. And then he went to war. Bang, his best friend's dead. Uh, and then they're back. Nah. Also, Come on. Right. according to Wikipedia, that he, they die in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, mm, which, is, ones, which yeah. is like, that's like one of the last true gasps by, by, Europe, or by, by Germany. So... Mm-hmm. You know, they listen to that radio. There's been an act of war. You know, they're listening to that. And then they say, what, they're in Africa for two years. And then all of a sudden, they're in the Battle of the Bulge. Well, like, wasn't World War II? Yeah, like, it was six years. Okay. I'm just saying the timeline doesn't make, like, a whole lot of sense there of if they were well, in Africa for a little bit. Well, not everyone fought for all six years. Like, you would go and put in a couple years of duty or whatever. Is I guess. Weird? I, I, I'm saying that they're clearly listening to the announcement that all right, a war is about to happen, world war is about oh, to happen, whoa. and then all of a sudden world. it's six years between that moment and and the Battle of the Bulge. It just seems no. well. Ve- very few people fought for six years in World War Two. So I'm just saying the 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 the. the, the the war, the battle that they picked for them to die, I don't think makes sense from the time they hear the war and then all of a sudden they've been in it for six. It just, We're just trying to clean the script yes, up a little bit yes, here. We're just trying to help. We're just trying to help. I understand what the, we do here. the enlistment yeah, process. Yes, <laughs> I'm just... Yes, I'm I, but I hear out. you. I feel like they could have explained it cleaner 
and gotten the same effect. Because when Conley's character dies, it's not okay. like I'm like, we get oh, it. my goodness. Okay? I'm trying to clean this film up. Uh, okay, back to the – I know we're kind of out of order here, but back, back to the relationship. Here's my next statement. This is one of the most toxic, codependent relationships I have ever seen in my life. And I, I, I made like a running list of, of uh, examples. First of all, this relationship starts, if you remember, mm-hmm. with Noah threatening to kill himself by jumping off a Ferris wheel if Allie doesn't agree to a date. Yeah. It's like, I'll let go. I will. He, he didn't say it, but like, I will kill myself if you don't agree to go on a date with me. Okay. Wow. That's really weird. And then once the whole thing kind of ends, Noah devotes his whole life to rebuilding the house in case Allie were to come back. He he builds the porch around the house just like Allie wanted. He gets the piano ready in case Allie comes back. He made a painting room in case Allie comes back. Um, before that, he guilt trips her for maybe wanting to go to college in New York, right, which is a very just sort of toxic, codependent thing. She's physically, as, yeah, she's physically assaulting him during their arguments. Uh, so I just like, boy, the whole relationship just makes you feel like, and even he, he's like, we, this is what we do. We fight 99, 99% of the time. You're a pain in the ass, yeah. but I still want to go through this, even though all we do is yell at each other and fight. So just uh, very toxic. Very. Toxic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and her parents, set a really bad example too. I, her, her mom at the end basically says, yeah, you know, I gave up on my life. Dude, actually, quick statement on top of statement since you brought this up. Allie's mom is creepy. So she admits yeah. over the last 20 years, I'll just drive up to the coal mine and stare at my ex-boyfriend yeah. as he glistens in the sun. And, I love and it's like father. he looks over and her car is parked about 12 feet away. It's like you're, he very clearly sees you, ma'am, and probably has for the last <laughs> 10 or 15 years. You're not you're not being inconspicuous. You're just like parked in your convertible or whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, clearly, clearly staring at this guy. So all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. My statement is, so I'm, I'm actually going to disagree with a little bit here because I think Ryan Gosling is incredibly smooth and calculated with what he's doing. The entire process of trying to chase her and get her to go on the it's date with her. It's manipulative, though. It's all just disgusting. I, I wouldn't say it's disgusting. It's not <laughs> disgusting what he's doing. He, he wants to kill himself. He if wants you don't, you go on a date with me or I will kill myself. And then she oh, still okay. says no. And then he still figures out a way, all right, I, I'm going to go on this double date to the movies. And then also, like, you know, screw getting in this car with two people that were making out the entire film. Let's let's have a walk. And then let's also let me, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of how we can make this uh, fun little date night work for them. And everything works. And also the whole New York scene, I mean, or they're at the dinner and the mom kind of being a bee is like, oh, yeah, she's going to school in New York. And she's like, we haven't told me that. It's like, because she just figured out that day and it's 1942. And we haven't told you anything yet. So actually, I, I don't think he's and I don't think he's a schlep. I understand he's he doesn't come from no, he's money. A no, he's, he's a not schlep. a schlep. He's not he's a, schlep. a schlep. He doesn't come he's from money. But her he parents do anything. Her he's parents have zero reason to dislike him. 
They have zero reason to dislike him. If he was being a like a menace and dragging her out and doing bad things, that's different. Her parents have a complete irrational dislike towards him. No, they're rich. They're they're rich, and they they don't think that he's good enough for their their kid financially. But, like that's it. Though. Yeah, but I mean that's, but that's a reason not to like a boy. That's that's especially it. back then. I mean, if you were to pull if you were to pull America and say, all right, tale of the tape. Here's Noah with his schleppy yeah. neck beard, and uh, we don't even know what he, he's like. He makes like twenty cents an hour or whatever it is uh, at the mines, right? And here's Lon next to each other. All right, women of America, who would you rather spend well, and mom, your life and with? moms and dads, right? Because <laughs> because like her parents yeah. are wealthy and rich, and she lived a lifestyle that her parents thought that she she should. I, I mean, and back then that was that carried a lot of weight. Like that—that that makes sense, but I mean, that I disagree. Make I don't think he's a schlep. I don't, and I—I I think her parents have a that? irrational disdain towards him. That's not justified. But it's justified by by how much he's not worth. Like that's what people people base stuff on. That yeah. like the rich, especially people, in the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. 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 let's go see Dimaggio. <laughs> let's go see Dimaggio today. The Yankee Clipper. Okay, back to Judd. All right, my final statement is this, and it's very clear-cut, and I'm going to do a callback to a film that we have done previously and say this. Allie Mills over Allie Calhoun any day of the week. Was that Karate Kid Allie? Yes, yes, yes. Elizabeth Shue over... Rachel McAdams is great, but as far as the characters go, give me Allie Mills any day. Are there any other Allies in rom-coms or romantic movies? Can we put together a full Allie ranking? Maybe that's your know. homework assignment yeah. at some point. Find are, all the Allie. Are there a lot of are are there a lot of pe- people with that name? It feels like it's not that. Oh, popular. Allie's a very popular, okay. very popular name. I'll yeah. go. I'll look. I'll I'll find out. I'm just saying the Karate Kid, Elizabeth Shue, Allie, way better than this Allie. Okay, I don't know. If, I think I probably agree. I'd probably agree with that. Uh, I, I have a question for you guys. Instead of a statement here, would you? So the James Garner older version of Noah. Would you do what he did for your Alzheimer or dementia stricken spouse? You know, or how long, how long would yeah. you continue doing this for your Alzheimer stricken? I asked my wife last night and I think she said like a month. She'd give me like a month. <laughs> Don has no patience. And then after that, it's like, all right. So I, screw I'd be screwed. Like Don has no patience. So I, <laughs> I'd be out. Would I do it? You know what? When I was in my thirties, I would have said no way. As you get older, you get a little bit softer about things. I can't guarantee I wouldn't know. I'd okay. still be inclined to say I probably wouldn't, but I can't say for sure that I wouldn't because, like, like the, I think what ma- what partially made me cry was the basis of that portion of the film and those two actors was incredibly believable. Like the the McAdams Gosling thing to me, I guess I just didn't totally buy in. But with those two, I actually did, and I can't guarantee I wouldn't do that. I like to say I would, but I, I don't think I, I don't think I would. I, I, I think I would love to say that. Yes, Sorry, of honey. course I would, and I'm sure my fiance. But you go is, see her a bunch. Yes, right? of course I would. But his, yeah, I mean, that's... like I, like we said in the opening statement. I mean, he's reading this book to her every single night with the hopes of I can get sixty seconds of us back together, and he yeah. continues she, okay, doing it, that. If she forgets who you are, that's the, no, I'll, I'll tell you this. So my, and she my has grandfather, too, which is not Alzheimer's, right? She has dementia. Yep. Yes. So, uh, my, my grandfather who's still alive, he's 95 years old. 
it was my step grandma. So his, his remarried wife, she had, I think it was dementia for several years and they got progressively worse. And eventually she had to go into a nursing home, but he lived still at their home. He spent two years in his early nineties driving 25 minutes a day to mm-hmm. go hang out with her every mm-hmm. single day. And he would wear the same hat so that he was recognizable. And uh, there's a couple, like she wouldn't recognize a lot of like later on, once she got like real close to the end, she, he was the only one that she would kind of recognize. But he did it. I mean, for him, it was like, I'm 90, I'm 92 years old. What else am I going to do? I'm going to, this, this is my ride or die. I'm going to go be there for her. You know? I, I love that. And that's what I'm saying is I think that like, cause it's impossible to put yourself in that position right now. Like, like for Dex, he's not like, yeah, yeah. If this happened tomorrow, I'm going to be, but if it happens when you're 80 or you know, like that's that, a twins game. I don't that's know. A, yeah. yeah I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I got a podcast to record and I'd be like, I gotta go to Meadows at Mystic. Yeah. And play Gossman's pitching for the blue Jays tonight, Don, just, <laughs> just hang on. But anyway, yeah, that's uh like, that's beautiful though. That's really cool. How many, okay. Another one for you guys. How many, so Noah wrote 365 letters, one a day for a year. And, no, and Allie never, never wrote back. How many letters would you write? And it's 1940. So the only way to get a hold of someone is to write a letter. How many letters would you write without hearing back until you stopped writing letters? Two. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have done it. No. Two? That, I'd give it at least at a that few. Age? I'd probably give it like four or five. Yeah. At that Maybe age, like no. four or five. I think, it's, I think it's way too difficult to put yourselves in that shoes and assume because now that we're so used to what we have now at our disposal. Like, there is certainly a game to not responding to someone or responding with, with you know, spamming. There's a, there's a game involved with that on both sides that I, I, I can't really even answer how it would be in the you know, only way of communication is to handwrite a letter and also just Yeah, you, you don't respond to their first two letters, but right. if they send a third one, then exactly, you Exactly, you know, there's, there's something involved with that. So I think it's way too difficult. By the, by the way, this just occurred to me. So if Clooney told... Newman, who were both really very, very handsome men. Mm-hmm. We don't look enough like, do we really think that Gosling and Garner did? You know what? I, I, I could kind of see it a little bit. I okay. could see it a little bit. Okay, because it's supposed to be, you know, I, I get there's a huge, huge gap there. I, I guess, too, part, part of the stuff I, I read said Gosling actually, because he, he was young and impressionable at the time, went to Garner at the outset, and, and they, like he wanted to sit down with Garner and talk about accents because obviously he affected one mm-hmm. and you know, what accent was Garner going to use Garner goes, son, I don't do those. So do whatever you want. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Go away. So, so Gosling was like this very serious studio. I'm going to go live there. Time. I'm going to go build furniture. That's going to be used on the set. And yeah. Garner's like, I'm going to parachute in it and do, and do my stuff. You do what you want. Yeah. Peace out kid. All right, any other final statements from you guys before you get to the categories here? You I don't think so. I'll okay. try more. All right, let's get to the definitive relationship rankings here. The criteria is very simple. It's chemistry among the, the main relationship Ooh. characters. And it's a 1 to 10 scale. So last week we gave out our first ever 10, and it was unorthodox. We gave it to Jacob and Cal in Crazy Stupid Love because that was the main relationship in the movie. That was a straight 10. Hitch and Sarah from Hitch in 8.8. Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly from You've Got Mail, 8.3. Tied with Benjamin Berry and Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in 8.3. So we'll start with Judd. How would you grade on a 1 to 10 scale the chemistry between Noah and Allie? 
I've got a question. How am I doing this given that there were two sets of characters here? So there's there's Gosling and McAdams, and then yes. obviously there's Garner and his wife. Am, am I like well, I mean, on, I think you include, include. I mean, you now you have snapshots I mean, of their whole. To me, there's a very, very different. I think very it's, it's Gosling and Rachel McAdams. Yeah, we're not oh. grading on like when Allie loses her memory yeah. and no, no, no. freaks no, out. No, but at the chemistry. But but the chemistry there is fantastic because I thought that those two characters were far more believable than the young ones. So, I'm if I'm just doing uh, the younger couple, I'm giving them a five. What? Oh. I've five. I didn't think it was that good. Didn't impress me that much. Didn't cry. Didn't really. We're not. Get at, moved no, 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 by no. Them. This is this is not about crying. It's about chemistry. Their their chemistry yeah. is undeniable. Five. No, five? five. Their connection in the movie, like they're... yeah, I didn't think it worked that well. I I didn't think it. I I got to buy in. I am the person watching it. I didn't buy in that that much. I didn't think that they were that good. So I'm you think you think their chemistry was worse than Ben and Lindsay from Fever Pitch? You think it was? Same. You think it was worse it was, than uh, Lucy? Lucy and Jack from While You Were Sleeping, where one of them was, was in a coma for half the movie. I thought it was two actors hired to play roles. Five. What, dude? I'm oh down. My I'm God. totally down. This on is them. your hottest and i just potentially worst movie take i have heard from you i think i like this it. is also one of the most iconic movie <laughs> relationships yeah, in cinematic history which is why and, i went in with an expectation look, that it would be far superior i thought it was very average gosling in my opinion is good he's not great there i mean obviously by the film that we did last week crazy stupid love he had become really really good McAdams, I thought, was bristly. I know. I'm giving them a five. I didn't think that they were that good. I think you're con- possibly confusing the likability versus chemistry. Because I could yeah, understand chemi- the likability of them, like, you know, not being like anything that's okay, incredible. What I'm saying- they freaking, first of all, I'll just jump in. It's a 10 for me. Yes. They oh, di- yeah. Is it a 10 for you? Yes. They died together in bed at a nursing home. They loved you know each what? other so much. My problem is, I didn't buy anything until the end and that is going to a chemistry the chemistry has to work for me five it's a five that a is five. the biggest discrepancy in the history of rom-com rewind it means it's an them, 8.3 it ties them for third Dex, go ahead. I, I jumped on you so go it's, ahead. it's 10 it is it's it's a hard 10 they from the moment they they fall in love so quickly they're Yes, it's teenage love, so it's a little bit more like over the top and obnoxious, and a film's going to make it look even more on top of that. But then they they come back to each other as adults. She leaves her fiance to be back with them because her chemistry is so strong with Noah. I I don't I don't understand right. how you could possibly think that their chemistry is only five out of ten. And by the way, they're on screen, so I think got- this too. There's like chemistry of the characters, and there's on screen chemistry of the actors. Yeah. Yep. The on-screen chemistry of the actors part of it, it became one of the most iconic pairings in movie history, and they were together in real life for three years after they were done filming. But they did it's not get along during the filming. The writer of the book should have been very disappointed with the portrayal of the characters. <laughs> well, the you chemistry went, you were there on Britney, paper, Britney Spears would yeah. have given you a higher the chemistry. Grade. Ryan Gosling and Britney Spears together on the Mickey Mouse Club had as much chemistry as these two did. They get a five from me. I did not enjoy their acting, and I did not enjoy Amazing. their chemistry. And I thought on paper it should have been far better than it ended up being. What a take. 
what a take. All right. So, uh, and again, this isn't really a, this is a, this isn't really a rom-com. It's a rom, but it fits in our, it's a rom-com rewind. It's on the fringes. There's no calm to death at the end. So, uh, man. Okay. So now we're getting to the, uh, entertainment value of the movie here rankings on a one through 10 scale. The only 10 we've given in rom-com rewind of the 12 that we've done so far is crazy, stupid love. Hitch and 10 Things I Hate About You were both a 9. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was an 8.8. You've Got Mail, Why You Were Sleeping, Sleepless in Seattle, all above a 7. And then to round it out, the last five are 50 First Dates, Fever Pitch, She's Out of My League, Sweet Home Alabama, all above a 6. My Best Friend's Wedding, a 5.3 is our lowest. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll start with Judd. I am going to give this film a 6.5. Man, you were really out on this movie. Yeah, I didn't think the. I thought the majority of this film was not that great. I, Six point five. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid seven and a half, though. I, it's not like my favorite film. Mm. It's not like I. I always think about when I do these rankings too. Of if I have cable or if I was in a hotel room, am I gonna stop and watch this movie? Not a chance. And I yeah. don't think i would do that a lot that being said i do think it's a good movie it's it is good so it's a seven and a half for me where i'm at all right i gotta i gotta be honest like this is a movie that i will stop and watch there's just something i love me some ryan gosling i have a i have a huge actress crush on rachel mcadams over the years and uh, this is a movie that it, it gets me to well up a couple different times it's it's got great legendary actors and actresses in some cases. It gets me to watch. It it evokes emotion. It's a nine for me. Wow. It's a nine for me. I am a I am a stand for the notebook. And that means, let's see here, twenty three divided by three. That makes it a seven point seven. A seven point seven for us here, collectively tying it with you've got mail. So that's fair. There you go. Both wow. films I wouldn't stop on. Well, I don't know that you'd stop on many of the rom-coms. I feel like we're kind of we're like forcing you to watch rom-coms against your will here. Oh, no, 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 no. Rom-coms, rom-coms I actually like a lot. Um, like, like Hitch is great. Okay. Uh, cl- clearly, Crazy Stupid Love I think is fantastic. Um, I, ju- I just felt that this film in- ended up being a little bit too trite for my tastes. Okay. I mean, hell, it's a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, the critics, I think the yeah. critics align kind of with, with Judd on this movie. So, all right, there it is. That's The Notebook, a way too deep dive into The Notebook. Next week, we go back to our sports roots for the Movie Rewind franchise here. Jerry Maguire from 1996. Show me the money. Starring Tom Cruise. We got some Tom Cruise. Finally some Cruise. So, Jerry Maguire from 1996. And, again, if you you could subscribe to the Movie Reviews with Mackie and Judd podcast feed, on Apple or Spotify, give us a five star rating and a positive review. We can we can grow that thing, and you can go back and binge now the eighty eight different movie reviews that we have done going back to March of two thousand twenty. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm.